Hello, welcome to the Mercenary Musician Podcast. This is part two of the Common Characters episode. First part was about the staff. Second part, today's part, is about the audience. This is going to be a good one. Make sure you listen all the way to the end because the very most important thing is at the end. And we're back. We are back. Part two of the Common Characters episode. You're listening live at the Mercenary Musician Podcast. Mercenary Musician Podcast, folks. I'm Chad. I'm Peter. And let's delve right into it. Okay, so the first part was the staff, common characters among the staff that you're going to find. Uh, The second part, which is today's episode, is audience members. The common characters you're going to run into in the audience. This, I think, might even be more important than the staff in some ways. Ah, they're, they're, they're neck and neck. They're, they're important in slightly different ways. The first type of audience member I want to get into here, and really only, only because it's fun, not because it's very common, drunk hecklers, <laughs> which re- really it's almost redundant to call to call them drunk hecklers because you're really not going to run into sober hecklers. I'm going to do the kind of telescoping zoom in, zoom out thing on this. So the general response, stand your ground, don't be afraid, but still be kind. Okay. That's like your, your 30,000 foot view of what to basically what to do with everything in this, in this line of work, stand your ground. Don't be afraid. Be kind, be kind and thought, you know, Think about think about other people. Compassionate, right? Zooming in a little bit. Being kind in this case, it, it can it can be hard to be kind and also stand your ground. A lot of people's first reaction is to fly off the handle. Don't do that. I mean, you you can you can lose your job by just saying you fuck you. You know <laughs> that that you can lose your gig that way. You really aren't going to lose your gig by calling someone's shitty behavior out. It's like, excuse me, do you act? You can't act like this in public. Do you do this all the time? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. That that will shock people. If somebody is drunkenly heckling you, and you call them out on it, they will be surprised. They will be on their heels. They will not expect that because they think you're subservient. That's why they're doing what they're doing. They think that you're beneath them. And just put the spotlight back on. And you put the spotlight back on them. And you, a lot of times you've made them realize, oh, I am in public. You will, you will eventually run into these people. It's pretty rare. And, and the, the heckling thing, it can be subtle. There's a, um, oh, I do, I do want to say one more, one more thing. This guy, this is a totally dead gig. This dude was smashed. It was pouring rain all day. I was out on Captiva Island. This dude was just so hammered. He was with two other people, looked like his wife and maybe a friend. And they were sort of drunk, but not like him. He was <laughs> drunk, two syllables. And this guy was just like, hey, I, I want to I do this song. I, I want to hear, can you do this song? And I was like, yeah, I can do this song. I'm like immediately, immediately kind of preparing myself for how to respond to a heckler. That's another thing is they'll give you warning signs, right? So... If you start getting a warning sign, start mentally preparing, just like in baseball, right? Okay, if a grounder comes to me, there's a man on first, I'm throwing to second to try to turn a double play. If I can't get to second, I'm going to first to try to get the guy on first. You know, start planning what is going to happen if eventualities emerge, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this guy looks like he might be a heckler. What am I going to say to him if this goes the wrong way? And I decided, I'm just going to say, are you a heckler all the time? Kind of something like that. Yeah. It's like, do you do this everywhere? Do you just like... Are you, you're like a heckler. Is that what you do? And I, I said that, you know, it got worse and worse and worse. Oh, actually, this guy combined a couple of things. 
the uh, the attention whore. Can I use that word? We're using it. It's a it's a unisex. I'm Explicit not. I feel like I don't want to denigrate you know, women or anybody. Yeah. So attention whore. He he combined the attention whore and a drunk heckler thing together, where he was like, "Oh, can you do this song?" I said, "Yes, I can do that song." I kind of I pull it up on my chord chart app. He's walking up to me, indicating like he wants to get on stage, right? So he's like stepping on stage and like grabbing for the microphone. I'm like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I, I thought you said I could pl- sing this song." I was like, "No, I did not say that. We can't do that. We're not doing that." And he's like, "What? The, what the hell?" You know? And I'm like, "Yeah, no, we. I don't do that. We don't do that. This is not karaoke. I'm sorry." And he's like, oh, "What? Fine, whatever." Goes back to his seat, all pissed off. I play the song. He goes, "That's the worst version of that song I've ever heard." Because he, you know, because he wanted to play. He wanted to sing, right? Yeah. He wanted to drunkenly sing this to nobody at my place of work. And I'm like, "Well, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. Do you, do you just do this like at every show you go to? You just try to get on stage, and when you can't, you just like throw a temper tantrum. You throw a temper tantrum. Yeah, exactly. And the guy's like, "I was like, so you're just a heckler, right? It's been. I was like, it's been a while since I've actually had like a real heckler at one of my shows. It's mm-hmm. pretty." It's honestly kind of refreshing. It's fun, you know. Just the word heckler, though, you could see a look of realization hit his face. Yeah, you labeled him. He was like, I'm not a heckler. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, you are. What do you think a heckler is? And he's like, I'm not a heckler. You know, I'm just like, oh, well, hmm, baby talk we can tail. agree to disagree on this. <laughs> we can agree no. to disagree on this one kind of thing. And it, uh, just that was he actually ended up tipping me. Good. Which is unusual. Then that's a positive story of how you can turn it around. Yeah, yeah. So don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Don't tell someone to fuck off. Don't be don't be mean. That wasn't even mean, right? You, you kind of hear how my tone was sharp, maybe, but it wasn't mean. I wasn't like calling him fat or something. You know, I wasn't like I'm gonna like insult this guy. It was still within the realm of like this could be you're trying just to understand what's love. going on here yeah, yeah it's, it's, it doesn't you, happen that often that's a, so that's a good identify what exactly is yeah, happening here that's a good way to put it is kind of seek to understand kind of that's an interesting interesting way to put that chad good job you're a very smart guy oh hey thanks um <laughs> yeah so like kind of like curiosity approach things with curiosity and that can be a, a really good way to disarm a situation it's like what what is going on here it's like well, it's a Ask thing. questions. Think about you know friendships. When you've got a friend who's naturally just happy all the time, right? And mm-hmm. then you get you go to coffee and he doesn't say three words to you and he's staring at the ground and it's mm-hmm. like something's off here. Yeah, you know, like if it's not normal, question it. Yeah, ask questions. Yeah, it's a good that's a good approach for hecklers. Is like, what's going on here? You guys all right? What's yeah, and we've talked about this story many times, but yeah. the same situation happened to you at one of your other gigs with the the woman with the family, right? And the yeah. Same, same thing. You just like, is she always the like script? this? Or? Yeah. That that was actually. I mean, that is a little mean. Where you, she was, she she was a little more of an ongoing heckler situation, but it was a little mean. Where I was, I like excluded her from the conversation. Like I treated her like she was at the kids' table. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, in front is of she whole like this all the time? Like what is like blink twice if you need my help? I will help you. So anyway, <laughs> drunk heckler. Fun topic, not very common. You're really not going to run into too many of those. And it's again, this is going to depend on where you're playing, what what kind of gigs you're doing. But uh, I'll say this. If you find yourself encountering a lot of drunk hecklers, you may be in the wrong venues. <laughs> you know, like I never run into a drunk heckler. Well, I almost I almost said something that wasn't true. I was going to say I never run into a drunk heckler at a country club, but I have once. They're they're rarer, though. Okay, so while we're on the topic of drunkenness, drunk hecklers, we got drunk hecklers, we got drunk fans. 
uh, can honestly be almost as bad. <laughs> uh, when somebody's really drunk and really loves what you're doing, they can be very loud about it. They can get really in your face, really, really close down personal space on you. Really, like, it, it can be uncomfortable. Can I tell a story? Yes, it please. involves both of us? Yeah. So a couple of years back, I had a dear friend visiting, and he had never seen Peter's band, Electric Mud. And so I took him to see them. We had been enjoying ourselves throughout the course of the day and continued into the night. We get to the Electric Mud show and maybe 20 minutes into it, Buddy's up on stage, takes the mic from Peter. And do you remember this? No. Big Canadian guy came on stage and took the mic from you. It was just like super stoked to be hearing your music live, but just went a little too far. Like just enjoying himself a little too much, but he got on stage and took the mic from you. Uh, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do it. We uh, know that they appreciate you, (laughs) but don't, don't disrupt the set. Yeah. No, I don't, uh, this should tell you something about how fucking crazy this job is that I don't remember remember that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Stuff like that happens. And we love Um, Canadians. Yeah. Oh Yes. Canada, America's hat. <laughs> I actually really do love Canada. Vancouver is like one of the coolest cities in the world I've ever I've ever been to. It's a nice province. I was in Banff once. Banff is great. Alberta, really amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah the I mountains are just crazy. Had the pleasure of uh, attending their annual Stampede, which is like the largest rodeo in the North uh, American Hemisphere area. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it's. We just took a breath in at the same time. It was like a unison breath. Okay, right. let's get back to work here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for bearing with us folks again uh, okay so drunk fans yeah they're and they're they're not as it's not as obvious how to deal with these with these guys because you can't like there's no like trying there, there's no like overt attempt attempt to shut them down like there's with a heckler or it's like you're you have a goal with a heckler is to shut them down but you, and you but you also kind of have that same goal with a drunk fan who's being too too enthusiastic you kind of want to shut them down too in a, careful, in a way, but you it can flip. You, oh yes, it can. Yeah, absolutely can. Especially when booze are involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it can, alcohol is just such a, such a crazy thing. Uh, it, it blows my mind that it's so widely accepted as just like everybody does this all the time. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, okay. So drunk fans, they're enthusiastic. you you, in general, you're going to have to get used to saying, thank you so much. I'm really glad you're enjoying it a lot in this in this line of work. It's which, just, which you should. Which we, you should. We talked about this. You, you wouldn't be, have a job without them. That's right. That You should be grateful for the audience, especially the people who love it. Who love it. Even if they suck. Yeah. Same thing goes for waiting tables and bartending. Even if the, 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 the crowd or the customers that you're serving suck, you're still appreciative of the fact that they are coming to dine with you because at the end of the day... They don't come. You don't make any money. Now, not necessarily the case with this business, because mm-hmm. if you've been listening, you know that you generally are going to get paid rain or shine. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that audience isn't there. You're not making tips. That's right. Not, not only that, but if the audience really doesn't show up in a in a consistent way, you don't have a job anymore. You will lose the gig. Bad optics. So I say it's it's be it's beyond just bad optics. It's, it's bad business. You can't do. You can't do business that way. So, I mean, I say this all the time. I say that this is kind of one of, one of the parts of my brand here, and I would encourage you to think about putting this in, in your um, in your brand as a as a live solo cover guy or gal or person. I, I basically say this to people. I say, hey, you know, thank you guys so much for coming out. I'm really grateful to have you here. You know, if you guys don't come out to these to these gigs or restaurants or wherever I am, there's no reason for me to have this cool job. 
So thank you so much for coming out. It's completely selfish, but I appreciate having you know, and it's a little bit of a joke, but you know, it's completely selfish. But thank you so much for being here. I, yep. I really appreciate you coming out here. It, it is the reason I have a job. Yep. And I just say that like very candidly, and it it's very true. If there was no crowd coming out to eat at these restaurants, there's no reason to have live entertainment. So there is you should try to cultivate gratitude in general in your life, but specifically about fans being out at these places and enjoying music. That is something you should be grateful for. You know, there's there's a line here. If there's a drunk fan who's like not crossing the line or it's like, okay, you're not disrupting other people. Really, it doesn't fall on you to do much about this. If they're, if they're really disrupting the crowd, a manager should come over or uh, the server should tell them uh, really it should be a manager and you can help to some extent. It's, it's, a little hairy when they're like a friend of yours, but if it's like a stranger who's just hammered and loves the music, you are a little safer, you know. But if a friend of yours shows up, you got to be pretty careful about that. If a friend of yours shows up and causes a scene, that is a terrible look. Do not let that happen and just don't let that happen. So let's say it does happen, hypothetically. It's safe I to say that you finish the song that you're currently playing, take a quick break, pull them to the side, and, and kind of just have a, a word with them or yes. how would you address it, that yeah if it's your friend yeah if it's somebody who you've like brought yeah, to it's the like game hey or, i appreciate you really appreciate you coming out here but yeah you tone it down a little this bit. is my job man you're like hurting my my job here yeah. and hopefully they respond well to that i, I had a, a guy show up at a band gig once who just was like way too drunk and uh, were you there mm-hmm. yeah um down mm-hmm. at fort myers beach it was it was bad it was uh, i don't think we ever played there again I mean, the guy, the guy it, it may not be exactly because of that, but like that didn't help. Same character would come to Cigar Bar as well. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy is no longer, no longer in my life. I was going to say, I don't see him anywhere. Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, in the spirit of staying on track, yeah. let's move on to our next member of the audience. Totally neutral individuals. Oh, there's lots of these. And these, these are good. These are fine. Um, a lot. Sometimes you'll play to a crowd that's entirely these totally neutral individuals who basically they could have could have taken it or leave it or left it. The radio would have been fine, but you're there and they don't mind. That is that's fine. A lot of times that happens. Um, a lot of times, just a huge portion of the crowd is that. A lot of times, it's the entire crowd. Sometimes it's very little of the crowd. Sometimes the entire crowd is either into it or hates it. <laughs> Usually, it's not the entire crowd hates it, but you're gonna there's gonna be a lot of this, and you need to just get over it. Not everyone is going to care. And not caring is not the worst thing they could do, right? The worst thing they could do is throw stuff at you and tell the tell the Shame. manager, tell the ma- and just tell the manager that they never want to see you here again because this is like we won't know, be coming back. Exactly. Yeah, that right. <laughs> that kind typical Naples response. Yeah, well, so um another thing is oftentimes people can appear to you from your perspective sitting playing your songs by the speaker to be totally neutral when in fact they're not exactly they could be they're just passive they could and they could be one side or the other they could be they could be really annoyed which is pretty rare usually when people are really annoyed they show it or they can be kind of enjoying it and they're just not showing it because they're engrossed in a conversation that's more common a lot of times you'll be playing to a crowd that looks like nobody can be bothered to give a shit and you'll walk out with 200 bucks in tips. I was going to say the tips will t- has determine whether yeah. or not the audience was engaged. Yep. That has happened to me before where they are, they're treating you like background music, which is fine. They just, they're not engaging with you as a show. They're just listening and enjoying the music and having a conversation with their friends at lunch. Yeah. 
And then on their way out, they put 10 bucks in your tip jar. Yeah. That happens all the time. Compliment the environment. Yep. And uh, that's okay. So that those people aren't exactly totally neutral. They just look totally neutral. And you just have to put on a good show even when people look like they're totally neutral. Like mm-hmm. you just have to keep doing a good job. Um, try to be reading the room. Sometimes a, what seems like a totally neutral crowd, it'll be three people having a conversation, kind of ignoring you, and you play Blackbird, and they're like, oh, fuck. I gotta like look up and like, oh, this is good. And she's like, take a note of that. You know, and then take it. This dog's doing something. I'm just gonna funny. make a, a, a moment to state that this is the first episode. It took us, what, 15 episodes uh-huh. where she could actually be in here with us and not locked out of the door. Yeah, the dog is growing up. Yeah. Nola. Uh-huh. Really, oh, she heard mm-hmm. <laughs> totally, totally flipped over. And that's for New Orleans, the city of jazz. Oh, it's such a great city. All right. So, sorry to get uh, myself talking. That's okay. So, totally neutral people we were talking about. Okay. So, yeah, that's make it, make it, try to make a note of it. Even, even totally neutral, look closer, right? Even people who seem totally neutral may not be totally neutral. This is reading the room. This is looking around at people. Here's an, here's an interesting one. Okay. So, you think a crowd might be totally neutral. What you might not be noticing is the fact that they're having to lean in way closer to talk to each other mm, than they would, or they're having to repeat themselves to each other. That's not totally neutral. You are you are negatively affecting their conversations, yep. right? They may be okay with that. They may not even be noticing that, really, but you should notice it. And that doesn't mean you need to turn it down immediately. I mean, that might just be somebody who's got really bad hearing or somebody who talks really quietly. Or they might be closer to the speaker than everyone else. So this, it's just all this stuff you need to be, just need to be reading. You need to be practicing and learning about how to read people. So yeah, that's a good, I think. We have a whole episode on that. Yes. Which is already out. Yes, we do. So check it out. Yeah. So that's a good, (laughs) thank you, Chad. So that's a good, I I think it was a good kind of way to color in the totally neutral individual's character. Yeah. Right? Now here's where we kind of get into the fun members of the audience, and that's the musicians. Yes. And there's a couple of different variations to this. There are some fun, uh, some fun, funny things about this. So other musicians, sometimes a musician in the crowd wants something from you. Sometimes a musician wants you to help them book gigs or wants you to jam with them in a band setting or something or wants you to... Uh, man, I had another one and I'm drawing a blank now. Oh, wants you to let them sing or play one. And all these things can be fine, but thats it's an angle on an audience member that a regular audience member isn't going to have where they're like, oh, I'm a musician and I want to relate to this musician like a musician. There's some music-y things I want to do with this guy. Now, I will say letting a stranger on stage to play a song is very risky. And maybe not very risky, but it's kind of risky. It can It can have this effect of encouraging people to think, oh, you're doing karaoke. I can come up and sing one, which you do not want. Usually I only let somebody come up and play a song if I know them and I know that they're good or at least neutral. Like they're not going to worsen the environment by, by playing a song. And I love talking to musicians. If they want, if, if musicians want to try to book gigs or they're curious about how I do what I do, I love to, obviously I fucking love talking about it. I'm doing it right now. So that's a type of character you will run into in the audience here and there. One good way to pick out musicians is uh, men with long hair. A a pretty high correlation with long-haired men and musicianship. 
there are, there are a couple different kind of distinctions here too. The best kind of musician in a crowd is the type of musician who kind of gets gets it. Again, we're going to use that term, gets it, and tips you. You should be tipping musicians. If you here's my rule. I, my actually my rule is I tip musicians no matter what, even just a buck. But if you interact with a musician in any way, tip them. I mean, obviously I'm biased. I'm a musician. I like getting tipped. But if you're if you're a musician and you're at a show and you're talking to the guy on his break and you don't tip him, you're just being blind to the fact that like what you're implicitly saying is I know you're a musician. I know now now I know you know I'm here. You know I've been listening and I'm not going to tip you. Like it 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 implicitly says I don't think you're good. I don't think you're worth money. Which is mean, you know? And I don't think people realize that it's mean. And you can at least sometimes I think it's socially awkward. Somebody is really broke and doesn't have a dollar they feel like to give to somebody. Just try to be less socially awkward about it and say that. Just let the person know, right? This is a big part of my my whole philosophy is just be honest, explain, right? Hey, you know, I I know this is lame. I would love to tip you. I think you're great, but I I'm just really broke right now. Sorry. And if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, totally, no problem at all, man. It's, I really appreciate that you thought of it. So the best type of music, the best type of musician in the audience is the respectful tipping musician. Very nice. Pretty lame is the jealous no tipping musician. That's another guy you'll run into. Maybe not often, but but occasionally they're out there. They're definitely out there. The guy who's like, well, how, why does this guy have a gig? I need, a, I want gigs. I'm good. This guy's not even that good. I'm good. You will run into that type of person, and what they will do pretty much is they probably won't talk to you. You you kind of have to identify them. I mean, you don't have to identify them in, in any way, really, <laughs> because they don't matter to your mm-hmm. to your show at all. They just sit there and stare at you. They, or they <laughs> stare at your hands as they play the instrument. Yeah, right. They sit there and stare, and they you you kind of know them by how they dress. You know, it's like a dude with long hair, with like a Fender they shirt just sit on. Sit there and size you up. Yeah. Exactly. They sit there and size you up and they leave without tipping. It's fucking lame. Yeah. I know what that I know what you are. Hmm? I know what you're doing. I know you're a musician. I know you are like you're looking at me, observing what I'm doing, and you're just like Yeah, the subtle cues are there. The subtle cues are there. So <laughs> this is this is this type of person is not important to your career at all in any way that I've found. So it's just an interesting one. <laughs> don't do what they're doing don't, if yes, you're listening to that's us right. here. That's don't, not what a mercenary musician don't does. Don't do what they're doing. Even like even if they were a psychopath and they hated you, the smartest thing to do is make friends with you. Yeah, doesn't you know? make sense. Okay, here's another related one. Uh, the old guy slash musician who is kind of like testing you. These are funny. Most of the time these guys tip, but they're like... Hey, do you know any obscure artist? You know, it's like an obscure artist that has got like, you know, 100,000, 200,000 listeners on Spotify. So it's not like somebody made up. It's not like 100 listeners, but it's like it's a guy that is like a deep cut, a deep, deep cut. And oftentimes they'll follow, when you say no, oftentimes they'll follow that up with like, oh, man, you'd sound really good. Like, check him out. You would sound really good doing that. And it's they're trying to be nice, but they're. 
really what they're trying to do is show you that they know a lot about music. They're trying to like show off. And a lot of times if depending on how how drunk they are usually it can't the response can be like, "Oh, do you know any so and so?" And when you go another like, "Oh, what? How do you not know any so and so?" knowing full fucking well 99% of the world doesn't know so and so. You know, not only that, even if you did know knowing it well enough to play a song live in front of people is like a different level of knowing. It's like <clears throat> unless you're you, using the chord chart app. Yes. Even still you have to have yeah. heard the song usually. But um oh that's so yeah. true. You'll you'll run it. You'll I run fucked it. around with that thing this past weekend and you need to know the song. Oh you did? Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. I was fucking around with it and building the word the, the bank. That's awesome know. man. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. How's it going? Good. Good. Yeah. Surprisingly yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So yes you will run into the uh the old guy Testing you. Hey, do you know any... Man, I'm trying to remember this thing this guy... It happens to me once a week, probably. Can't remember. This guy, guy comes up to me and asks if I know this artist nobody in the room has ever heard of. And I say, nope. And, you know, it's it's related to the thing I was playing. I was playing some blues, and it was like a deep cut blues guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I never heard of that guy. He's like, oh, oh man. you And, you know, he did the nice version of it where he's like, you, you'd sound great. And you'd, and you'd really like him. If you like the stuff you're playing right now, you'd like this. Just check it out. That's and a it's, perfect thing to say, but don't say this would completely change your act if you started playing like this, or this is only going to make you better. Like, take take the musician out of the equation and just say, hey, sounds like what you're listening to? Yeah. You might like this. Yeah, there's there, there are all different versions of this. I, I don't think that this that this person testing you... Anyway, I, I don't think that, the, uh, that this person is malicious, usually. They just... They want to have an interaction, and they want to have an interaction in a way that puts them on top. Mm-hmm. They want to, they just kind of want to be like, look how cool I am. Yeah. And that's okay. Looking for that spotlight in you those know? twilight years. That's okay. Yeah, man, that actually leads us really nicely yes. into attention whores, which I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit here. No, it's fine. Which is, you know, one of, one of the worst. Oh God, I had such a bad one the other day. It's my first time playing down on, at this, uh, this resort on Fort Myers beach. And, Usually these are usually these are these are women who do this, sometimes men, but it's basically people who want they want it to be karaoke. Yeah, they want to be in the spotlight. They want to be in the spotlight and positive spotlight. Well, I yeah, not with you flipping the script and be like, "What do you do this often?" You know yeah, what I'm saying like a positive form Man, of spotlight. Man, I I had I had one that happened just the other day. It was so so fucking lame. This, you know, this this chick is pretty drunk. A lot of times they're drunk because if they're not drunk, they won't they won't have the, you know, the courage to kind of do it. And she starts singing along with me loudly. Uh in a it was the end of the night, it was a pretty slow slow gig at the end of the night. And she's singing singing with me like but she's belting from her seat and she's what's sound uh, it was Tennessee whiskey. Mm. And she sounds like she could be good when she's sober, you know, but like clearly drunk, you know, spit flying everywhere and like just not quite in key and wobbly and, you know, not great. But it sounds like she has like the tools to be good. They're just not sharpened. They're just not sharp. And she's drunk, you know, and she uh, very clearly, I mean, pretty clearly, I don't know, maybe she was just really drunk, but pretty clear to me that she doesn't work on her voice like she doesn't take vocal lessons or practice and the alcohol is not helping and the alcohol never helps your your singing take take a note anyway and she she comes up and she's like hey can you play a picture by kid rock and cheryl crow and i'm like yeah sure she's like oh well can i sing it with you and i was like 
You can sing it with me, but you can't get on the microphone. Okay, you can stay right there and sing it. Right? And to her, that was I have to scream. Well, well, she was gonna do that anyway, but she's like, okay. So she she walks up to the stage and standing next to the stage, and we and I, you know, I made it very very clear. I'm like, you just have to do it without a microphone, right? You can't share my microphone. And we start singing, and she I sing my part, she sings her part. I sing my part, and then she starts getting up on stage. She's like, oh, I need to use the microphone. And I'm like, no. I No, you can't, you may not Mid-song. use. Yeah. And I was like, no, you may not use the microphone. I'm sorry. I, I told you that. And she's like, what? And like, looks at me like I am, looks at me like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, were you serious? And I'm like, yes, I'm serious. I told you right before we started, you can't share my microphone. And part of that is I don't want people spitting all over my fucking microphone. I, I get right up on the mic, which I recommend you do. Basically, kind of eat the mic. That's a good technique. Yeah, that's right. That was pretty gross, Chad. Leave that sound in there. So. It's my mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go too off on a uh, technique tangent, but I like to put my face right up on the mic. And I don't want somebody fucking spitting all over my microphone. And not only that, even if I didn't care about that, I don't want somebody playing through singing badly through my speakers at my job. You know, like this is my job to put, mu- to put music out that sounds good. It's part of my job. You know, and she storms off. She was like, she was pissed off. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. I, I stopped playing the song. I was like, okay, I'm done. Didn't want to play <laughs> that song. She went to the anymore. bathroom to finish she, it. She obviously, yeah, right. She obviously didn't tip, Tears. of course, right? No, she didn't. Never was gonna. And these are people who, man, I could vent about this all day, but it's, what it is, it's people who want the good parts and don't want to pay any fucking dues. They don't want to work, but they want to get on stage and sing. That's what I, I fucking hate karaoke. I hate karaoke, right? And I know a lot of people are like, oh, what? Karaoke so fun. My sister loves karaoke. I hate karaoke. And it's because it attracts... Okay, some people are just having fun, and that's great. But it attracts a person who wants all the benefits of a particular thing that I, by the way, have worked my ass off to get to and does not want to do any of the work Mm -hmm. and doesn't and won't concede even that there's work involved for real for the real thing. They just it's just like so fucking entitled. I just fucking hate it. And I'm not if you like karaoke, I'm not saying everybody who likes karaoke is like that. But man, some are a lot. A lot of them are. And these people who fucking come out to a bar gig and ask if they can get on fucking stage and sing a fucking song. Fuck off. Go home. Yeah, don't be that person. Go practice, okay? Go take a vocal lesson. And, oh, God, it just, it's maybe my least favorite character that I run into. It might be my least favorite type of person that I run into in this line of work. And it's not that common. It's, it happens maybe, you know, once a quarter. But it, While we're on the topic of least favorite audience members let's uh, go ahead and talk about the geriatrics which yeah. is usually what this category is yeah i mean there i don't i don't want to lump them all in together because there's some really some of my best audience members are old people you know yeah um but this one specifically the too loud crowd yeah the uh, yeah there's a, there's a particular type of crowd that is just no matter what you do, it's going to be too loud. It was too loud when there wasn't... It was too loud when it was just people talking in the bar. It was too loud when the radio was barely playing. It was it was too loud 
when the server came over and asked if they wanted something to drink. Like th- these people are just looking for something to complain about. They're almost always old ladies, like almost always, like 99.8% old ladies. Man, I had this one recently. I'll just tell you a little story here. It was at a country club pool bar, which uh, usually the pool bars at country clubs are a lot of fun. The clubhouses are usually the bad ones. What had happened here is they closed the clubhouse down uh, because of uh, COVID scare. And I was playing at the at the pool bar instead of the clubhouse. So I think what happened here is the country club clubhouse crowd, a lot of them like went to go eat in the club, the quiet clubhouse um, and went to the had got kind of sent over to the pool bar instead. And so I think that what happened here is we got a little mixing of crowds is we had the clubhouse crowd that was forced to go sit at the pool bar and I start playing and I've got, you know, a, a, a pool bar full of people enjoying it. People are just all like the entire front row. The first like 30 feet of this room is loving it. Right. And this lady comes from way in the back of the room, like where it had to be the quietest it was going to be way. In the room is like a big kind of caged in pool bar comes from way in the back of the room, storms up and goes, yeah, you need to turn that down. It's just way too loud. And I'm like, okay, I'll turn it down for you. She's like, it's way, it's just way, way too loud. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll turn it down for you. And she goes, it's just way too, like she like had to say it three fucking times. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I will turn it down for you. And I did barely at all because, partly because this person was never, ever, ever in a million years going to tip you, right? This person was never going to tip you. So, you know, to a, to an extent, you have to do something to make those people more comfortable. But if there's one in the entire room, make a show of turning down maybe a tiny little bit. Maybe turn down a tiny little bit and just continue on because they're, they're not going to go like, oh, cool, he turned down. That was so nice of him. Here's 10 bucks. Never going to happen. Not in a million years. They're so these are not your crowd, really. These these people are they need something to bitch about. They're old, they're cranky, they're impotent. It's their last year on this earth. I don't mean impotent sexually, I mean they have like no power in other areas of their life. It's very similar to uh something we mentioned in the in the common characters on the staff side of things where you get that like that waiter slash bar manager who's just like impotent, has no power in other areas of their life. So in the one area where they think they can exercise power, they're a real dick. So you can bet your you can bet your ass that this woman is being a dick to the waiter too, right? You know, when somebody storms up to you like that and demands that you turn it down, by the way, after I already said, hey, by the way, if something's too loud, let me know and I'll dial it in for you. I, like I said that. She didn't hear that, by the way, because she wasn't fucking paying attention. She just heard noise, right? She's not listening. She's just being annoyed. So, yes, there are the too loud no matter what people. Don't confuse that with sometimes you actually are too loud. There, you, so you gotta, you have to read the room. Like I said, the first 30 feet, everybody right in front of me was fucking loving it. And this lady came from the way back of the room and was like bitching about how loud it was. So that, that is a sign that it's a her thing, right? That's not, I'm, I'm not saying you're never too loud. Very often musicians are too loud and that is obnoxious as well. A little off topic here, but the way to, uh, the way to do this Start quieter than you think you need to be and raise the volume as you go. Boil the frog, 
systematic desensitization, right? You know, the boiling the frog thing. You put a frog in a room temperature pot of water, slowly raise the temperature, the frog doesn't jump out because he doesn't realize that the temperature is rising. If you throw a frog in a pot of boiling water, he jumps right out. So boil the frog with your volume. Start low, bring it up slowly. Okay, a little bit of a tangent there, but I think it was important. That's the too loud no matter what. Let's be honest, too loud no matter what lady. It's always a lady. I I don't know that I've ever had a man do that to me. I'm going to say these aren't always old people either. And here's another thing too is something to understand. People with hearing aids, sometimes certain frequencies will really fuck with them. And so you got to be a little cognizant of that. You know, people with, people with hearing aids, it's, some people do have a, have a disability like that that needs special attention. I, I, I have had people come to me. I had a woman actually at the same country club in the clubhouse where I'm already playing so quietly. It's, it's unreal to me how somebody could want me to turn down in the clubhouse because I'm already so quiet. But this, this woman came up to me. And she was so kind and so sweet. She came up and she's like, hi, I'm so sorry. I love what you're doing. Your music sounds great. My husband has a hearing aid and he's, we're having a really hard time talking over there. Can you just turn it down a little bit, please? And I was like, oh my God, absolutely. Yep. So, I mean, yes. Hell yes, I will. And rather than my reaction to this other lady who was like, yeah, sure. And I, I was, I was very curt with her. She she got the picture that I did not like her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the uh, pool bar lady. I was like, yeah, sure, I can turn down. Yes. You know, I was like, I basically said you're being a bitch without saying you're being a bitch. And uh, that's another thing. You get to do that as a musician, right? You don't get to do that as a waiter so much. So, yeah, there are different varieties of it's too loud person. And uh, some of them aren't old people. Sometimes it's a younger person who's just lame you know or sometimes you're too loud that happens you know okay the very last audience member my favorite the best the enthusiastic non-musician but music lover this is what it's like all about to me it's it's cool to run into musicians who love music but on some level they're always going to be like i'm pretty good too (laughs) you know what i mean a non-musician has nothing but admiration. They're just like, oh my God, you're so great. We're so thankful for you. Thanks for being here. You sound amazing. Oh my God, can you do this song? Oh my God, you can? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so happy. You know, that that is like what this is kind of about. Those people who come out to bars and restaurants and see a musician are like, oh, fuck yes. That is what you want right there. Make friends with those people. Talk to those people. Just... Make friends with those people. Chat with them in the breaks. These are your bread and butter. This is like what drives your your work. This is what drives your job here is those people reacting. And let them know how they can help you. Let them know, hey, I just started playing here. Talk to the manager. Tell them that you love me and you'll come back every time I'm here. This is where you make sure you mention that you do have a tip jar. You don't do it. Don't be weird about it. Don't directly. Don't say, don't like look right at them and say, hey, put money in the tip jar. But mention over the mic that you have a tip jar, you know, without directly pointing anyone out. But when you see these enthusiastic people, those are the people who want to tip you. So make sure they know that they can, right? Hey, I got a tip jar up here. Uh, Tips are very much appreciated. Never expected, but always appreciated. Thank you so much. I'll be right back. If you guys have any requests, let me know. I'll chat with you in the break. I'll be right here. And a lot of times they'll be right up at the stage. They'll be like, 
oh my God, dude, you're so good. Where'd you look? Like, how long have you been playing guitar? But these are people you need to be friends with. Don't walk away from them. Don't say thanks and leave. Have a conversation with these people. Talk with them. Be friends. Get their names. Chad mentioned this earlier. Get their first names and remember them. Remember their names. So here's something that I, that I do, a little trick. I get my phone. I get my phone notes out. I have a note that says regulars. And in that note, I have the names of the bars that I play. And then I have the names of regulars underneath those bars. Right? And I kind of, if I think I need it, I have a description and some facts about them even. So that when I go to uh, George and Wendy's on Sanibel to play, I look at my regulars. I say George and Wendy's on Thursdays. Uh, it doesn't say Thursdays because it doesn't need to, but it says George and Wendy's. Oh, cool. I've got uh, Drew and Heather and... Uh, I'm just using my memory. It's Drew, Heather, and Stephanie. These are actual people. Drew... Oh, it's Tiffany. Drew, Heather, and Tiffany uh, from L.A. who are, you know... One of them is an interior designer and one of them is a software developer. You know, like these are, these are actual people that I met at this gig and they're regulars and they made it very, very clear. They fucking love what I do and they show up on purpose when I'm there. They call the bar to ask if I'm playing there and I'm friends with them now and I know things about them and I'm excited to see them tonight. And it's like, just these are so, so important. I, I almost should have led with them, <laughs> but uh, hopefully you just listen to the whole episode like a good like a good boy or a good girl or a good person. Like and a mercenary. Like boy. a mercenary musician. This is the most important character in your whole career, right? And, and at least in the audience section. The enthusiastic music lover, right? These people pay your bills and they tip. And they buy you drinks if you like drinks. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. That's going to conclude part two of the common characters, folks. We're all done. Thanks for listening. You heard it here. The Mercenary Musician Podcast. Thank you, folks. See you next week. Wow. What an episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Check us out next week. If you can't wait until next week for more content, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Check out all of our other episodes on Podbean Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Audible. We'll see you next week.